Life Happens with Pimelo Mutine on SAFM, leading the conversation. So hard finding great news these days. So anything that is fantastic, we jump at it and we want to share it with you. So, oh, listen to me, jumpstart, jump at it. So it is called its Jumpstart Foundation, okay? And uh, they really have been doing some phenomenal work because what they found is, I think many of us know this by now, that... You know, mathematics um, is a thing that I think we haven't quite got enough finger around in this country, particularly at the lower grades. We really are struggling and you see it in the in the senior grades where uh, fewer uh, learners are willing to take, you know, um, pure maths. They want to take, um, uh, I think it's called now, what is it called again? I think it's called um, maths literacy, which is not quite the same. And, and it's a concern. It really, really is a concern. And so you have a foundation called Jumpstart who have come up with a program to try and see what it is that they can do to, tr- to help with those foundation phases, to try and gear up those young learners, to, to get to a standard that is acceptable, math, math standard that is acceptable. So Kayleen Hotskis is a general manager of Jumpstart Foundation, and they've got some fantastic news um, to share with us this afternoon about the things that they're going to be doing. They're going to be expanding this particular program. They have been partnering with a few, a handful of schools, but now they've got some fantastic news. They're going to be going to more schools in the new year. So, Kalan, thank you so much for making the time to talk to us. Good afternoon. Hey, hi, Pamela. Thank you. And hello to all the listeners. I'm delighted okay, to so be online. I, I think I understood the need. Maybe you can clarify the need for us. What made you want to start this Jumpstart Foundation, this particular program? It actually started years back. We were looking at software engineering because we started as a CSI program of Jumco, which is a software engineering company. Um, and they started with uh, trying to create more software engineers because there's such a shortage in the country and then quickly realized there's not enough matriculants that have the right, given the right competencies. So then they went into grade 12 and eventually said, well, actually the big problem is in foundation phase math because mm-hmm. that's where the learners aren't getting the foundations if you can't get your foundations in grade one to three, you're going to struggle because math gets harder every year can after I, that. Can I ask a, a, an interesting question? So is, is this problem related to um, access to what others would deem to be better education? In other words, is it across the board or is it specifically to um, schools that are less advantaged than others? What, what is your finding? Um, it is, so I think as a whole, I, I think it is an issue across the board for mm. the country, even mm. in the wealthiest schools. Yeah. Um, but there's kind of a gap still between the wealthier schools and in terms of what the learners get at the beginning mm. and what, what the uh, public schools are so, getting. So there is, there is a gap between the two yeah, and there sure. should be a lot more learners coming through the private system um, if, than there are currently. I mean, the public system than there are currently. Sure. And if we then decide that, yes, even though there is a gap, but there is really is a, a, a fundamental problem in, across the country generally, what do we attribute that to? I think it's got a lot of, there's a lot of different factors. I mean, I think one perhaps is that maths is not as sexy as other things. But that could be possible. Possibly. <laughs> but uh, um, I think a big part of it is uh, in terms of what's really impacts on maths is how it's taught in the beginning and some of the, the formulas and some of the realities in the classroom are hard. Mm. Teachers are faced with very large classrooms, mm. um, learners coming in with variable levels of understanding um, 
Also, I know there's been a lot of work recently, which is great, with the universities looking at, okay, how do we really teach teachers to teach foundations yeah. that is math? Yeah. So there's a lot of good work happening. Uh, it's just a question of trying to get it there and get to enough learning quickly. Mm. So, yeah. so in in all of this complexity, is, is there something or enough? Um, because unfortunately, the current teachers in class are not necessarily going back to university. So we may be addressing what's happening right now in university, but how do we then mitigate this problem right now with the current teachers who are not necessarily going back to, to, to varsity? Yeah, I think um, there are a few solutions. I think the first is that the teachers definitely are capable of. It, it's not, uh, especially in the foundation phases, which is probably the most important phase, or at least we see as the most important phase. Yes. Um, there, it's simple tools to learn to teach how to count and how to do the basic maths. Um, and we have noticed over the years on our programs, teachers that are on the program and get the kind of simple foundation training do find maths a lot more engaging. They do report to enjoying teaching maths a lot more. Um, so I think there are solutions immediately. Obviously, if we could, we'd advocate for teachers to go back, I think, mm-hmm. uh, just to get the full mm-hmm. scope of it. But I think there is a solution around just helping current teachers and recognizing their circumstances as well because it's not just that they can't teach math, it's also that they in schools with a lot of learners, there are a lot of other challenges in the school in terms of school capacity. So mm. part of it for us is, is introducing interns into the classroom. They, mm. And they're a critical part of um, making our classroom successful, I think. So, so having, yeah. when you come in, do you, do you come in and, and sort of partner with the current lesson or do you is this additional to what they're currently doing in class yeah so no we we um partner we become part of the schooling day okay so we just intern into the system got you and we have certain you know there's mental maths that normally happens in the foundation phase and typically we're part of that mental maths exercises yes. and we focus on the core elements of maths that have been proven as predictors of future success and we focus on getting those right with the learners. Like what? Like like times tables, for instance. I mean, I may be simplifying it completely, but <laughs> yeah, <laughs> no. I mean, it's, it's simple things. I think just even initially, it's just recognizing number patterns. Uh, so, because so, a lot of learners you'll find counting ones. Yes. And you, they have to get used to the fact that it's a numeric system, and there's twos and threes and fives. Yes. And tens and how they relate to each other. Yeah. Um, you know, and and that is easier to count in tens. You know, yeah. those sorts of things, those sorts of patterns are part of, that's an example of mm. a, a foundation a thing, which if they don't get, they'll struggle in later years because mm. that's just how the numbers of the numeric system is put together. So when then you do come into a system and you, you as you said, you know, you become part of the class, um, I'm sure it helps also the teacher who's part of what you're doing. Um, do you do you leave? Is there is there an end of a program? How does it work is at there, some point? Well, yeah, I mean, the aim for us, I think at the moment we've, we just want to support them as much as we can. Yeah. We will be testing next year with a slightly different model because mm. we do, we, we've got a different, but we also monitor what's happening in the classroom and can feed back information mm. into the classroom context. Mm. So we want to try next year with a limited number of schools to see how much we can support teachers in the teaching environment using that um, to improve, you know, to improve it. But at the moment, for the most part, we feel our interns are necessary in the classrooms, and we plan to stay as a part of um, the program alongside the teacher. And 
yeah, and there are various youth funding avenues which you can also help with that. Yeah, because I was actually going to ask you that to say that I think many identify that exactly what you're saying that support and capacity is an issue, but there just isn't money. So what happens? Do you do you fund that element? Do you fund the assistant? Yeah, currently we've been for the most yes for the most part in the past we've been funded by we've been fortunate to have great funders like like Sassel and the Michael Susan Dell Foundation who have supported our work and been willing to fund all the youth. But there are quite a few other youth funding channels. I know mm. it's come through like the YES program and through now some of what I know the presidency has been looking at. So there is uh, there are other funders that are looking to support youth because it is such a nice way for, for um, youth to be actively engaged. And, you know, they love the kids. The kids love having that energy in the classroom. So. Yeah, I mean, I'm looking at a, a, a WhatsApp note that's coming through, and I suspect it's somebody who who would be exactly what you're looking for. Um, they're saying, you know, are you hiring teachers, and uh, what's the age restriction? It, it's not teachers, you know. You're not you're not insisting that these are teachers. These are just young people who may be interested, right? Yes, yeah, absolutely. Mm. Okay, so you, what's the situation there? If somebody wants to be a part of the program as an assistant, how do they get involved? I think the uh, main thing would just be, I think just pop us an email. Okay. Yeah, um, I'll give you the website details later and the email mm-hmm. there as well. Um, and then uh, I think that's the easiest way. And then we'll see whether we can match up. I mean, unfortunately, we we are limited in terms of geography. Mm-hmm. We try always to hire from the community around the school we're in. Yeah. So if they're outside of that community and we don't, then we unfortunately can't support them. But Kaylin, I think my, I'm sitting here with a bit of anxiety because I'm thinking, okay, this is fantastic, but how do we multiply you? How do we get you everywhere? I don't think we've got, you know, much time. We we really need to get this going, and you're going to be extending yourselves to five more schools this coming year. But yeah. is there a way that we can speed you up and get you everywhere? Well, I think you're helping already <laughs> by having this interview. Um, I think part of what we need to do is just spread the word of what is yeah. possible and, mm-hmm. uh, and to, for us to collaborate as broadly as we can mm-hmm. with other NGOs, with uh, other stakeholders, mm-hmm. keep our discussion going with the department. Because, mm-hmm. um, yeah, and then hopefully we get people behind we, we, a model that works. And if we get funders and other, the, other people behind us, we can scale this up. So I, I think like, it is a matter of yeah. getting the, our voice heard. So you're helping it's, us already. It's fantastic. I really hope that we get a lot a lot more support behind you because I think this is critical to where we're going to go in sorting out many, many issues that the society has. But thank you so much, uh, uh, Kaylin. Thank you for, for the work that you're doing. We'll give people your website and then they, they're welcome, obviously, to, to mail you, as you said, if they want to be a part of it. Kaylin Hotchkiss is a general manager of Jumpstart Foundation.